0: everybody and welcome to the Game Bite Show podcast. I'm your host Jeremy Lamont standing in for Legrand Jolly and joined with me is the the second head of our three-headed dragon uh Dale Jones.
1: Thank you. So uh, I guess that would be Viserion. So what is it? Like Drogon.
0: Drogon Viserion. You're the one are you the Ra- one that lies Ra-gal. or the one
1: Rhaegal? I think Rhaegal. Rhaegal.
0: S- you know like what that. I saw? I saw I saw a real good tweet uh, this week that said, uh, "I like big butts, and I cannot lie. My brother likes big butts, and always lies. How will you escape our dungeon?" <laughs> or yes. something like that. <laughs> I, I, don't know. I, 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 just... I know the genre. Yeah. <laughs> <of> tweet. <laughs> uh, Dale, it is the uh, it is the hot uh, molten center of summer right about now. It's uh, I don't know how it is up there. It gets hot here. Are you? Do you guys have temperature there?
1: We have a little bit. It was, it, yeah. It actually did get kind of hot today. I think it got like to ninety. So <laughs> shut up. So yeah. I'm, so,
0: I'm sorry I said anything. Turned on the air conditioner this, here. And, this uh, was a bad idea. Um, um, well, you know, if, in the in the um, tradition of kind of vaguely sometimes talking about yard work, I will tell you, I'm doing something radical. I uh, I was able to buy a uh, discount um, electric weed whacker like one of those trimmers like instead of gas I've been using a gas one this whole time Oh
1: yeah I recently
0: got a electric one too did you go with the Ryobi?
1: yeah I did yes it was yeah, uh, normally hand. like a
0: hundred and and sixty dollar model I got it for like 70 bucks or something like oh, that wow. and yeah
1: I think I got mine for about like 120 or something um,
0: and uh, I tested the, I tested the the rotation and it does rotate I haven't tried it on any plants yet but I'm excited about I that I think
1: LeGran said he has the same one too
0: is that right? I, the other yeah. thing I'm gonna do, because I think I broke my lawnmower running over a stick, um, I think I'm gonna get an electric lawnmower also.
1: That's a pretty weak lawnmower if you broke it running over a stick.
0: Well, well I might be underselling it a little bit. It might have been something more so like a stump.
1: I have an electric lawnmower. Um, this one is the Homelite brand, which I I don't know I don't know what's where that brand is from or anything. Um, this one was actually <laughs> given to me by a coworker who. Uh, just didn't need it. He, he just he like hired a yard guy. He's like, yeah, I don't I don't need a lawnmower anymore. I got a wow. guy. I got a guy for that. Uh, so he's what like, a life. oh, you want this? You want this lawnmower? It's like, yeah, sure. No, funny story. This is the second lawnmower that coworkers have given to me. So I've yet to that's buy weird. a lawnmower.
0: <laughs> that's um, that's a great deal if you can get it.
1: Yeah, the first one was a gas powered one, and it lasted a good three years before like it, it kind of rusted through in one part where the one of the bolts that connects the engine to the little housing of the blade thing, you know. Um, one You're of those not supposed to three. take it in the water. And then after that, I couldn't get it started too much, you know, much oh. more after that as well. I think what had happened is like maybe the, um, I don't know, it needed to be the carburetor cleaned out or something. Um, but anyway, uh, I saw that one's taking up space in the garage. Um, so then my other coworker, <laughs> who sits on the other side of my desk at work, is like, oh yeah, you need a lawnmower? I got a lawnmower. So he gives me this electric one. And um, it was working real good, except uh, the battery was on its like last legs, like literally oh, on the yeah. last legs. Like I could use it for like five minutes at a time, so it would take all week to, to cut the grass. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that is my that is my kind you of. You have to long charge long it overnight. Like yeah. <laughs> um, but no, finally,
1: like just just last week or two weeks ago, I was like, all right, I'm gonna go ahead and just just buy. I'm just gonna replace the batteries. And so it's two like gigantic, super heavy. Um, Twelve like volt a car battery things. Well, there's two of them together, and yeah, together they're like probably as heavy as a car battery, not quite as big as most car batteries, but probably just as heavy. Um, and yeah, I had so I had to go get that replaced. I took it. We have this store around here called Batteries and Bulbs Plus or something like that. Do you know the store? Uh,
0: mm-hmm. uh, no, but I I think I can tell you what they sell there. Exactly.
1: Yeah. So I took. It I mean, to I can tell you two of, of the three things. Um, I, don't actually, know about the I You know, I find that store chain pretty pretty useful around here. Um, you know, I've I've got I've definitely gotten headlight bulbs there before. Uh, but this time if they yeah, could it was, replace
0: my PSP battery. It's gonna start swelling soon. I think.
1: They probably could actually.
0: Um. That'd be great.
1: But yeah. The, so how much do you think it costs to replace a? Oh, I bet it's expensive. Twenty-four volt. <laughs> Uh, electric lawnmower battery.
0: I bet it's super expensive. I bet it's uh, two hundred fifty bucks.
1: Oh, not quite that much. It was about one hundred and sixty dollars.
0: Oh, that's not bad. Yeah. I mean, especially if you don't have to buy the lawnmower, it's just you know. But
1: that's like, I mean, you're you're talking like a good portion of a console for you know to that that's you true. fork out to. That's true. However, here's the your thing, like,
0: my movement toward electric uh, yard care appliances and tools. Is kind of because like it's one step closer to making it a video game, right? Like, there's no gas-powered video games. Gas-powered
1: games? Yes. That there is. is a, there is, a, is studio a studio, studio. called Gas
0: Powered Games. Ah, oh, damn. All right. Demigod. Well, anyway, so I've been th- I've been thinking about that uh, is just getting some electric tools because uh, you have to do the gas mix and stuff like gas and oil fifty fifty. Yeah, like, nobody wants a... to
1: bother with that crap.
0: No, um, I don't.
1: And and these days the so when I was little and like I would help out with the lawn, you know, we had an electric weed eater, um, but it was
0: on an extension. But cord. But you'd have to plug it in, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. And so we had like literally probably fifty yards of orange extension cord, you know. Uh, but now the battery technology is such that, uh, you know, the, the battery that I have on my. We, I think we have the same one, it sounds like. The battery is not super light, so I mean, it kind of makes the thing a little bit heavy, but it's not too it bad. It makes it feel
0: like you got some heft in your hands. And it
1: lasts for long enough for me to cover my whole yard, so.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to. And, you know, it's quiet, too, so, the, you know, per uh, state law, I actually have to have a.
1: It's quiet? I have to
0: have a. Well, you know, I have to have, put a sound on it so I don't hmm. actually run over any deaf children with it and accidentally weed-whack them. Um, Yours is quiet. Mine's not quiet. I'm just kidding. That's a joke about electric cars that have to have uh, noises okay. on them so okay, that gotcha. they... Yeah, gotcha. Anyway. Mine's like... real. <laughs> yeah, it does. It makes a... It's kind of a very satisfying. It, the thing turns, anyway. I'll, I'll let you know how that goes, but yeah. uh, that's that's been new for me.
1: I want to get some uh, attachments for mine so I can, like, edge...
0: You know? Yeah, I, uh, I, have, my gas-powered one did that. This one doesn't, so I'm gonna have to buy a separate blower or something. They also have attachments
1: that do like the chainsaw blade on the end. Yeah, so you can, like, I have one of those. Your
0: trees, you know. Uh, yeah, I have one for my gas-powered one that I can't get to run anymore. Uh, well, I'm glad that we had a chance to catch up on our. So that's electric... Animal Crossing. Yeah, there you go. That's basically the the real world of video games, right there. Um, No, we've got the fake world of video games that we're here to bring you today. We're going to talk about the games that we played this week, and they are some goodies. I'm looking at the list right now. They are. Uh, I like the way that Dale has written the title of his game. Uh, And in fact, because it is so pleasing to me, Dale, I'm going to ask you to go first. What have you been playing this week? So, um, it was definitely
1: before the era of the Game Bytes show when uh, The Legend of Grimrock came out.
0: Oh, yeah, my favorite Transformer. And
1: um, I, I actually, I, this is funny because I brought this up um, a couple of weeks ago, and Legrand said the same thing. He's like, oh, I love that game. Uh, so, yeah, it turns out that he and I were both actually big fans of Legend of Grimrock. Um, mm. And indeed, I had like 100% of that game. I got to the end of the dungeon, and I had found every single secret there was. Um and so and that's like,
0: basically you have to just knock on every yeah, wall. I mean, that, segment, you could, you could like brute force it. Uh,
1: it's been so long. I can't tell you exactly, but um, there was a lot of like, just kind of like looking very closely for things that were sort of like out of place on a wall, you know, stuff like that. Mm. Um, or just kind of like deducing where something would be by like looking at the map and looking like, well, there seems like there's a void here. So gotta be something. Right. Um, yeah. I used to call that like gamers instinct and I, I could like impress people. You know, at college, I'd be like,
0: look,
1: look as I knock on this wall. Watch as I go
0: left at the beginning of the level.
1: Whoa! Yeah, to get that treasure chest. Watch as I uncover a turkey hidden in a wall. (laughs) Um, But, uh, so Legend of Grimrock 2 uh, came out, like, probably a good couple years after that. And I was very excited for it to come out, but then by the time it came out, I was, I don't know, I was busy with something and I, I spent like less than an hour with it and then just like never got back to it, uh, until this week.
0: Um, And did something, did something bring you back to Grimrock or was it just you by force of will? I'm trying to remember exactly what happened. Um, I, you
1: know, I think it was, I think we were on the show here like a few weeks ago and like... It came up in conversation somehow. And so like I like I because I, I remember I went and looked at the store page to like see who the developers were and see what else they had done. And like it turned out they hadn't really done anything else except Legend of Grimrock kind of thing.
0: You hurt their feelings so hard that they just stopped making games when you didn't play yeah, Legend of Grimrock Rock too.
1: But um so I don't know for some reason it was just on the brain,
0: right? And
1: um I think kind of what it was was I was I was kinda of getting that feeling like, you know, I'd kinda of like to play something that was um Sort of like a dungeon crawl, but not you know not exactly Diablo, but also not like Baldur's Gate, you know, kind of something kind of like a little more middleweight, I guess. Okay. <laughs> in All terms right. of you know um, investment and stuff. I'm with you. Uh, and so so yeah, it just kind of like my mind came back to it, and I was like, oh yeah, Legend of Grimrock 2. Uh, I remember starting that up, and you know so so in this one. What happens is, I mean, it's a threadbare storyline, right? It's like you are one of four um, prisoners from this this prison ship that like gets shipwrecked at this mysterious island, and and so you create your four characters as your party, and then when the game starts, like you're in this this like busted iron cage that has uh, washed up on the on the shoreline, and like you know the door's fallen open, so you can actually get out, but mm. then. You have to solve the mysteries of the island, and so uh, it's it's
0: effectively a it's a do you know what this game is? Yeah, well, I know what the first game is, and I was going to ask about this. So the the Legend of Grimrock original first, the father of, uh, was a very very traditional like wizardry bard's tale like a dungeon hack in the very. Very traditional sense, where everything is grid oriented, and um, yes. I believe it also maintained the you know when you take a step, it's a it's a grid block, like it's not a free moving. That's true. A, yeah, a free moving thing, and then you can turn in any of the four cardinal directions. Um, you can straight you, know, you, you, you can use you can use
1: WASD to move one block in those directions, and you use Q and E to rotate ninety degrees uh, left and right.
0: So, and then combat is essentially, you know, whoops, random encounter, and then you go into, you know, what, no, what do you want to do with your four characters? Not
1: exactly. So so uh, so the first game, as, as well as the second game, is real-time combat. So the enemies mm-hmm. are always on the map, and when you walk up to them, you have to, like, in real time, click on your, your UI elements that are your four party members, and each one has a little portrait, and then, like, their two hands, like, what are they holding in their hands? And mm-hmm. so you click on, like, the the dagger to make the first person hit with a dagger and you go to the next guy and you click on the fire spell and you go to the next guy and you click on the sling oh and then do they have
0: like a cooldown or something so they they, so technically okay so i do remember that so it's
1: it's um it's it's sort of a a real-time slash turn-based hybrid in in terms of how the the cooldowns work but also in terms of the movement because you're not just like face up to the to the people you're fighting the entire time and like taking hits and dealing hits out you can kind of dance from square to square and sort of circle strafe by discrete degrees around them uh-huh. <laughs> you know because because it's, it's not an analog movement it's like you know right rotate so so straight, the so the rotate, enemies the, the
0: real-time enemies then they can move also yeah you just need to try can. and decide are you going to get out of their direct line of fire before you take mm-hmm. your next turn or yeah something like and that. and some yeah. of them
1: are dumb and don't move very well and some of them are, are very like clever and like will will stymie your attempts to uh strafe and not get hit you know they'll they'll like do a thing where um because in the first game you could pretty easily like, uh, see a guy's winding up, and then, oh, I'll just duck over to the next square, and I won't get hit. And then duck back in and get your hits in, right? Well, right, right. Well, now, right. if they, if you're doing that, some of them have an an attack that hits, like, the instant you step back into the square in front of them.
0: Oh. Uh, so. Yeah, that yeah, makes so sense.
1: They've come up with new tricks. Uh, in so,
0: the first game was all, like, pretty much entirely in a dungeon setting, like a classic yes. dungeon setting. So, this one, now, I'm sort of hearing you start out, Tropical like, on a beach or desert something. desert island. And... Uh, does, does it retain that like the the wall is still a wall, but it looks like plants, or is there the, more yeah the wall is a...
1: in in the case of right where you start out on the beach, it's like literally one of the walls is just like too far into the surf, you know, so you, uh-huh. like you can't go for that far into the ocean because that's a wall. But then right, the, right. The, there's like literally like beach cliff walls, you know, around you and like rocks that you have to go around that form the walls. Right, or and then when you get a little bit further in, you um you start to uncover, like you start to get to like where there's like statues and switches and grates and caves that you have to unlock and and all this stuff. And um, there's like little grotto dungeons and stuff. Uh, And I've I've progressed so far onto the next area, which after you sort of get off the beach and, and through the sort of um, I'm not sure what you would call that sort of area. It's like where there's like near beaches, you would have like a lot of kind of like cliffs that are maybe 20 feet high and like, Mm Uh, ravines and sort of stuff, you know, uh, and they're like little caves, you know, and stuff.
0: So so, you, so does it successfully give you a sense of a more open architecture of the, you know, or, is it, or do you still feel pretty closed in?
1: You, yes and no, it's that sort of like wide corridor approach where the, it, they are definitely, areas that are hemmed in but they're not quite as tight as like uh, most dungeons are because a lot of a lot of dungeons in this in the first game and in this game the where you go underground into a dungeon area it's like literally hallways that are one square wide you know right uh, so you got right, walls right. On, on either side um when you're in the overworld part it's like you'll be in like a six by six sort of area and then you'll go through a little passage into the next like Ten by ten area, or what you know, that sort of thing. Right, right, right. Uh, so I was thinking kind of like a um,
0: pool of radiance or something on the NES or, or one of those. Um, uh, I'm trying to think what the what the what some of those early Dungeon I, Master I mean, it's not... is the one that a lot yeah. of people
1: harken back to. Yeah, yeah. And and yeah. it's these these two games are um, very very much designed in sort of homage to those old ones, um, just with like really good looking modern graphics and the the sort of real-time combat system that I, I mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I would say, I mean, it has that sort of like RPG sensibilities that you get a lot of times. Like So in this game, you have your four characters that you've rolled from, you know, you get to choose from a bunch of different classes. In Grimrock 2, one of the classes is a farmer. And the farmer gains experience by eating food rather than... By eating killing. food? Yeah, rather than by killing enemies, by eating food. He gains experience. So, okay, that's a weird. So farmer. as you go around, you you know you can like find like mushrooms and uh, turtle meat, you know, uh, stuff like that that you eat, and so that's how the farmer levels up. And so my farmer is in the back row, and he's a ranged
0: character. I, I was gonna say, what does he do? Does he just eat a lot better after he's gotten his eating experience? Uh...
1: Um, no, he he just you know he's he stronger, just okay. like he would
0: you know if he leveled up
1: by fighting. It's just he happens to get his experience by.
0: You know, he d- he d- does he also grow larger as he eats i mean does he like i don't think so like a I mean, goldfish fish in a bowl
1: he's a rat guy
0: so um, what he's a he's a rat humanoid um okay and also a farmer who gains experience by eating rather than farming yeah exactly
1: and then my my <laughs> other guy in the back row is like an insect looking guy who is my mage um and the cool thing about him is that he doesn't need armor because he has like I guess he, he could use like a little bit, but he's got like 10 points of um, armor built in because he has, you know, an, an exoskeleton.
0: Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, well, that makes sense.
1: But, but yeah, he's my spellcaster. And then in the front row, I have uh, a human barbarian woman and she's like, um, she's the fighter with the heavy weapons. And then mm-hmm. there's a lizard man who is like the fighter with the light weapons.
0: All right. Okay. So, so that's my and, uh, party now. Aside from the aside from the environs being a little more planty, uh, and any big changes to the formula. Big changes?
1: It... No, I don't. I, I don't think there's really any to speak of. Other than, I have read in a couple of reviews and stuff that like later on, um, some of the environments get to where they're like multi-storied. Um, so in the first oh. Grimrock, and what I've played of the second one so far, everything is on. One level, right? One level, it's like, yeah. um, oh, you remember and Odyssey*? You ever play and Odyssey*?
0: Uh, I've heard of it, but I but that's one where they would they sort of went back and kind of uh, um, in that in what, that we'll, game we'll they codified the idea of the of the mapping.
1: Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, so this game uh, it has the mapping as well. It auto maps for you, but you can go and like put little notes on stuff. So if you want to mark where like the statue that's like not holding anything in his hands is. You know, so that mm-hmm. when you find the thing, you can go back later and put it there. Um, yeah, you can do that sort of thing. Um, but, uh, oh yeah, I was going to say, uh, stuff gets to, it gets to a point where um, you're, the areas that you in have more than one level of height to them. So, uh, but other than that, I don't think there's much different, the skill system is different. Because Grimrock 1 had this like sort of skill tree type of thing. In Grimrock uh-huh. 2 instead it's like you get points and then you have the license board. So it's something kind of like that. I
0: don't, <laughs> I don't recall exactly. I don't know. I just
1: But the in Grimrock 2 it's like there's like 12 skills and you just get a point every time you level up and you just choose what to to put it in. And each of the skills right. has I think 5 levels and on Each of the different skills, whether it's, there's, there'll be like a pip in the middle. It'll be like maybe the second and fifth or second and fourth, or maybe just the third and fifth or whatever. And there's like a special perk at those levels of that
0: skill. Hmm. Um, So So do you feel it getting its hooks in you? I mean, is it? Yeah, I like it. I really
1: like it. I Like I said, I I really love the first game.
0: And um,
1: uh, I, I like this one so far as well. So the thing about these games is like, I'd always played like just a tiny, tiny bit of like. Eye of the Beholder or, um, I don't know, several games kind of like this, Yeah, but they were sure. always too hard and, you know, I could never get through them, you know? Um, so now you're a man and
0: you're coming back to conquer so, the genre.
1: Well, yeah, it, and this one is sort of like the rebirth of the genre, sort of reinvention of the genre. Yeah. Um, I also want to play, and I, I, I might have reinstalled it, actually. Uh, might and Magic 10 Legacy. Have you played that?
0: I have not. Might though. and Magic
1: X. Um, that is, I think it's kind of superficially like this because it's 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 probably more like the more classic
0: um, games in this genre where it has. Is it that mobile game that Ubisoft was talking about? At there, uh, that's something else.
1: No, no, I'm talking about this one is came out in like twenty thirteen or twenty fourteen. I, I think you know? I think the furthest I got in
0: that series, I think I've got like Might and Magic six special edition on my shelf or something. So
1: I have that um I have that also
0: because I like the art.
1: I remember there being a thing where when you bought Might and Magic ten, you just you just got it for free. Oh wow, okay. Um, on Steam. So so yeah, I have that. Um, and I, I now have actually both of them installed. So I'll check those out just for a few Weird minutes at least. Coincidence.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, All right, well, that's cool. So do you uh, you think you're going to stick with it then, or are you going to drift yeah. off into Might and Magic Land?
1: Yeah, I, I, well, so the thing with Grimrock um, is a, I think it's pretty long. I've, I've heard that the second one is pretty long.
0: Uh, so, I mean, that's a lot of eating for your farmer to do.
1: Yeah, uh, but I do like this game, so I can imagine it It might not be one that I would like just buckle down and plow through right now, but I could right. come back to it a bunch and uh, make a little progress here and there, because there's like no story, basically. It's just like... I found a couple of notes from like the guy who owns the island
0: or whatever. He's like, "Right, I see
1: you've progressed through the first of my puzzles." You know that sort of thing. So, <laughs> you know, I
0: yeah. leave no- I leave notes like that around my house too. I'm just yeah. like, ah, so you have found the bathroom.
1: Now call the guardians when you are ready. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: <Whatever. laughs> um. But yeah, it's it's cool. I, li- I like this kind of game, so I would definitely recommend it if you haven't played uh grimrock or grimrock 2 check them out uh, and i think you could start with either one they, yeah they it's been a while for me about the same
0: and i used to play those a lot like that, that's what i was raised on was the bard's tale and wizardry and stuff like that and i played i kind of fell off of grimrock 1 but uh i i wouldn't mind going back to it i wouldn't mind going back to it uh well the game that i bring this week is uh, kind of just taking a, a little bit of a tangent off of the idea of foliage maybe i can make a connection there uh, tropical island yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. There's the there's the connection. Uh, but I've been playing Tropico Six, which was on a free weekend this past weekend and uh, I, I was able to do that thing again it is on geforce now so i did that trick which i just want to commend to you if you're sticking with geforce now as a service which i really like uh if there's a game that goes onto a promotion and it is in the geforce library you can add the free weekend game to your library but do not install it and just run it straight off of geforce uh which That's is really cool. nice yeah I, I really like doing that it's the second time i've done it and it feels real good uh, every time, uh, Tropico as a series, I, I actually was looking through my library, and I have Tropico four and five, and probably you know more than that, going further back. But I, I never really bothered to to get into it that much. Uh, it is a city building game in the tradition of Impressions software games like uh, you know Pharaoh and uh, uh, Zeus, and and some of those games where you you know go back through history and and build the I don't know, the Areopagus or, or whatever, you know, just the different uh, era specific things. They, uh, China, Rise of the Middle Kingdom was a really good one that kind of took the, uh, the, you know, the old dynastic Chinese period. Um, and Tropico sort of takes you away from some of those more classic eras and puts you in the role of the El Presidente for life of a banana republic. I mean, it's essentially sort of like Cuba, yeah. uh, wink, nudge kind of thing. And um, and it it's fun because it actually takes that that idea. I mean, m- most city building games. I mean, I'm a big fan of that genre, but most of them it's kind of the same idea, right? Uh, just just like SimCity. City. Uh, find your residential areas. Find the specific resources that you need. Build the infrastructure chain to the resources get raw materials.
1: In this series.
0: Uh well so plantations you can basically make plantations and choose your crop that you're gonna build uh so there's um you know coconuts and corn sugar uh, coffee is a big one and, and actually in this um it, it pretty much lets you at any point choose any of those things that you want because it, it has right away um in terms of of building this banana republic um it puts you at the cross section of just regular city building but also geopolitical things so in tropico 6 there's the the idea that there's um kind of like um and actually you do travel through time as well so it actually starts out in the colonial era where your trade partner might be the crown which is you know ostensibly your so it does kind of do the
1: civilization era a little bit
0: a little bit but but there's only like three or four eras so there's like the colonial period there's the Um, early, I can't remember what it is. There's like a kind of an early industrial period after that. Then there's like a Cold War period and then there's modern day. Um, So so aside from just building... The residential areas, the commercial and industrial stuff, um, infrastructure, which we'll get into in just a second, but there's it'll also say, well, you can have trade partners, and if you are in the Cold War era and you're aligned with this geopolitical group, you, you can sort of have like favor with one and disfavor with the other, right. and all of your crops are going to have value not only for the building of your own thing, so for example, you can have a sugar plantation, Sh- having sugar as a raw resource lets you put it into a rum distillery and then rum you can either sell it or you can use it as a uh luxury item to control to the increase, masses yeah exactly It's you know, the opium opium of the of the masses actually i found that uh i was in the colonial era i had this rum and of course in the first uh i don't know 20 minutes i got raided by pirates you know who loves rum dale pirates 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 love ramen didn't even occur to me what level ah. of technology were you at uh so that was the colonial era right. so jack sparrow came along yeah, exactly that's exactly right hey you're rum there yeah. mate um, and then Edward Kenway came along later it was, it was yeah. awful everybody everybody was there um So uh, on top of that, uh, so you have your regular kind of city... I'm going to kind of just assume that everyone kind of has a a general idea of the flow of that city building kind of thing. Because this will add on, like I said, the geopolitical idea, um, trade routes. So you can actually set up uh, trade routes and have diplomatic relations with outside influences, sometimes several of them. Uh, But you also have to manage factions inside your own civic area i guess so kind of like the i guess i would sort of liken them a little bit to the city advisors in sim city you know you have your like education guy and your commerce guy and your infrastructure guy and you have to set their budgets and stuff and and you know you can't reduce my budget you'll pay for the you know that whole that whole thing uh here you have like revolutionaries and the guy kind of looks like che guevara uh you have a uh there's there's like a religious contingent with like a nun lady and they're all they're all like these specific uh Um, characters and they have voiced uh, interactions with you and things like that. There's like a generalissimo kind of guy who wants you to focus on military buildings. There's uh, a commercial capitalist dude, um, all kinds of things. And so you actually are also having to manage. They will sometimes task you with things that you need to do. They want a new kind of building. They want to increase happiness to, to some level. They want to do whatever and and the reason that that's important is not only because they themselves give you these little mini quests but because your population the entire population of your of your island paradise are all bespoke specific citizens every person who walks around so it's a little bit like the the Sims i guess or there yeah, may be the, some yeah, other every person has their own life Correct, and they have spouses and parents and children, they have political affiliations, they have approval ratings for you, El Presidente, um, cool. and you can interact, with, and they have jobs, so there's places that they go to work, uh, and their little avatar that walks around will either be working, or when he leaves work, he may go to the the tavern and be doing entertainment, um, and so th- this stuff happens kind of real time, and each... Each little persona from your, you know, hundreds of people eventually who live in your your place, um, they all are, are kind of like an individual little data point that you kind of have to reckon with. Individually, they can be important because you can actually have revolutionaries or people who become political opponents, even though they're part of the population, they could be activists or whatever. Um, but they also work in aggregate too. So if you have too many people who are one kind of affiliation, you kind of have to deal a little bit more delicately with that. Um, Hmm. you know, with that kind of, you know, the request from that faction, So to speak, Um, it's interesting too because you can um, interact with that person on a level where you can assassinate someone, but that will create consequences because the people that they are connected to will will remember and it will radicalize them. Um, You can bribe them, you can institutionalize them in a mental institution, you can um, you can arrange for an accident. Yeah, exactly. So you you can definitely do that. Uh you can also interact with the individual businesses on that level too because you can fire individual people from you can remove them from a particular business that that's in operation if you don't like what you know this guy you can actually have him fired from the rum distillery. Um, you can change the levels of production or sometimes even change the focus of a particular building. Like you can set up checkpoints that will sort of randomly check for revolutionaries, but then you can also set it so that it will will take tolls. You can make it into a toll road instead. Um, And I do want to talk about the infrastructure a little bit. Like all of the routes that these little people take, typically by foot, but not always, especially when you get into the Cold War and the modern eras, um, the roads are really important. And in fact, the logistical... You know, logistics always matters in these games in, in some way, you know, you have to have your residential zones placed next to your commercial zones, keep your industrial zones kind of a little bit further away from the residences, but make sure that there's a, a little through way to get to the commercial zones so you have your commerce and, and that sort of thing, the economy can work. Um, in Tropico, at least in Tropico 6... Uh, Everything is very literal in terms of logistics. In fact, to the point that building things requires a construction office, which will send out little dudes to actually build the stuff. So you don't just build something and it's there. You build something and then your construction dudes go to build it. Also one of the central buildings uh, from very early on is a Teamsters office. Uh, because in order hmm. to actually get like the little the little rickshaws and, and horse-drawn carriages, you know, teamsters. I don't know if a lot of people know this. We don't deal with teamsters much these days. I mean, ever since the Jimmy Hoffa days, I think uh, you know, team, <laughs> Teamsters sort of has a, a different connotation. But teamsters are people who drive the team of horses, right? So they're the people who get things. Is that where from...
1: the name? I've never known where the yeah, because
0: they, they drive the they ride the horse team. Oh, yeah, right. that's exactly right. Makes sense. Uh, yeah. So this is an educational podcast. Uh, but 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 the the carts um, are not the employees who work there. The employees are there, you know, growing the corn or the sugar or whatever. Teamsters are actually the little units of of transit that go from one place and take it to the other. Right. Which is important because you need to manage um, you know, when you want to build ten buildings, you gotta you gotta reckon with the fact that you you're gotta have a like hundred teamsters. Di- yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Or you gotta prioritize stuff, which is more likely what's gonna happen because you can't have, you know you know, you can't have twelve teamster offices. You've oh, you got to get
1: your just in time all all down there. exactly. Yeah, I You've could got master to do your team
0: your your gaikai what what is the what is the japanese term it's not gaikai it's like uh i don't remember what it is the uh, basically the combo? just in time stuff <laughs> yeah that's the, no i think that's right yeah Maybe. um and so then the other thing about tropico is that um the, the, the it's always an archipelago, it's actually not just an island. There, there are typically three, sometimes four islands, and they will have different resources. So in addition to the agrarian society, you may also have um, mining to do, or you may have logging and deforesting to do. Uh, you may have um, animal husbandry. You know, you, you get to raise cattle, which will give you uh, a number of resources, including hides to tan. And then you can decide with all of that stuff, what do you want to do with it? Do you want to export it? Do you want to use it for resources for your own people? all those kinds of things. And you get to the point where you actually have buildings that are purely diplomatic buildings to deal with these factions or deal with these outside um, uh, uh, political groups or or, or countries and things like that. Um, You also get to the point where you can set up bus stations because you've got to, if you have your population, because like I said, they've got to walk from, from wherever they're going. I mean, they don't, Typically, they don't drive around in cars until later on in the game. But you can set up bus stations. You've got to set up a a road with either a ferry or a bridge that will go from one place to another. You actually have to worry about the movement of people in addition to all of this. Uh, And then, of course, on top of all of that, you have El Presidente, which is basically you. Uh, The game ends, the game is over, when either you successfully complete all of the tasks in front of you you, if you're playing a mission, or if you are ever voted out. Because you do have elections in this game every 10 years, Whether they're farcical elections or whatever, you have them because uh, you know you're not a dictator. You're just el presidente, um, <laughs> of course, um, but. But you've got to deal with that and, and so as i was talking about the data points of the individual people y- your approval rating matters because you don't want to go into an election unprepared for a coup and sometimes it's a literal military coup but you, you just don't want to be voted out you know once once el presidente is overthrown that's it for you so right. um, you do have things that you can do and, and that's why you kind of need to pay attention to those individual little you know families or, or people who are stirring up trouble so that you can you know bribe them over to your side or eliminate them or make them a non-entity as as things go on um, anyway. And, and that essentially is the form and structure of, of Tropico, is you're essentially building the economic side of things, the logistical side of things, the political side of things, and it's all wrapped up in this extremely, extremely charming um, like Caribbean, Cuban... Um, wrapping paper. I mean, it's the, the the music of Tropico is just like fun to. I I just would find myself literally just kind of <laughs> like waiting at the menu. This, this is kind of a you know, fun
1: atmosphere overall.
0: It really is. It really is. And there are a few games in this kind of genre that that I really have appreciated for that sort of. Uh, there, there's uh, Evil Genius, which is not strictly a, a city building thing, but it's more like. Um, remember Dungeon Dungeon Keeper, the thing where you yeah. like carve your. It's like that, except you are the the James Bond villain of something, and so all of the dudes are like these little jumpsuit guys who will, you know, run torture rooms and things like that. <laughs> so th- these so these games, even though fundamentally they do kind of follow a, a similar structure or a similar... Um, a form or, or idea—it's—it's it's that extra stuff, you know. The fact that they have adapted the formula really well to this Banana Republic concept, um, and and really wrapped it up in some some great uh, visuals. Um, everything, you know, since I was playing on GeForce, I could like crank up the visuals all the way, and and um, the music is just really fun. I, I I just I really want I I would love to have the soundtrack to Tropico uh, on like a record or something like that. It's just really really fun to listen to. Do it's you very not- like? No, they they've never released. I think this would be a great of all, candidate of for all physical. Six Tropico games, I, right? They haven't released any. I haven't, not that I've seen. I mean, there may be some CD somewhere. They do have it digitally, I believe. But, um, but but like I said, it's just uh, it's just a real delight to to listen to the the rumba music and the samba and the calypso music and all of the things that are just Timpani. very. Yeah, exactly. Like all of that. Um, And I forgot to mention, in in, in terms of, like, fun as well, um, the the other thing you can do is set up tourism. So it's really just like Cuba. It's like, you know, we, we are running, like, this dictatorial, like, you know, kind of tongue-in-cheek like we'll assassinate you <laughs> kind of place but then you also need to kind of deal with the outside world that may have some influences. They might start sending people to infiltrate you. You do want tourists because that's like free money but you've got to keep them happy and you've Absolutely. got to make sure that it's not like a scary place. you got to keep
1: them away from all the bad stuff.
0: Exactly. You, you actually, in fact yeah. literally you set up tourist districts so you can yeah. actually set buildings to be I'm tourist only. I know how Yeah, 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 there you go, yeah. there you go. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it's, li- it's literally that. And um, and Tropico is one of those things for me that generally I've kind of been aware of it. Like, I know there's Tropico games. I just never really bothered to play them. And yeah, I kind I'm... of regret that now. Um, I-, I would really say, uh, even if it's one of the older ones, I actually loaded up after the free weekend ended for Tropico 6. I actually went back to Tropico 5. And uh, I-, I do recognize, I can see that they've really done a good job with the latest one to kind of bring up some of the, like, camera control is is a lot more finely tuned in Tropico 6. Um, they've been putting this out
1: at a pretty good clip too I remember back when like Tropical 3 was like the newest one I think
0: yeah Yeah. right and it's like ooh you know but, um, but, yeah, I would say, uh, I, I don't actually know the the price that Tropico goes for these days. um and and it might be if you're like me, you might even have a few of those games just kind of kicking around in your on your humble bundle in your or library something. somewhere, yeah, exactly, exactly right. Um, I would say, go try this out. i I am sort of enamored with the the style and the mood. Um, if, of course, it's all very funny, you know, the. Um, uh, just the the tutorials as it teaches you how to do this stuff. You you have your your right hand man penultimo, which actually means like the you yeah. know penultimate. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so and he's like your you know your the guy that gives you the tour of everything and and uh, it, it's just it's just really cute and really well done. And uh, I, I I appreciate the fact that it was on a free weekend and that, that I've been doing this stupid ongoing project because I think without that I probably would have let that slide right by. And uh, and not really not really gone with it again, but uh, yeah, Tropico Tropico Six. Uh, you might as well. I, I don't know if you have to play all the others to get the story, but uh, <laughs> you know, Tropico Six is uh, probably not a bad place to start. That's cool. And folks, uh, this is probably not a bad place to stop for the Game Bite Show podcast. Our midweek show. We just finished telling you about the games that we've been playing, both a couple of real good ones. And uh, I'm kind of jonesing for either one. I mean, Grimrock. Uh, even just hearing you talk about it, Dale, I'm kind of like, yeah, maybe I should. Yeah, oh, man. I run back, Who doesn't love a good dungeon crawl? You know? Nobody doesn't love it. Everybody loves it. Everybody loves it.
1: And if you have never played one, you, you would love it. Just give it a Yeah,
0: shot. it's it's it really is the thing, and I know you said that it was sort of like the the rebirth of the genre. It kinda of stopped right there. I don't know that any I don't I don't know yeah. that it really caught on either. Not a whole lot. <laughs> so but this okay. is probably the one yeah exactly this is probably the one to go back to and it sounds like they've done a really good job with it but uh, same thing with Tropico City Building is a genre that you don't see too much so uh, check those things out and if you folks have anything that you'd like to uh, comment about the games that we've discussed if you've got any games that you've been playing that you'd like to share with us let us know about that out on social media you can find us collectively at Show on Twitter you can also reach out to us individually I am at Jeremy Lamont and I'm at Count Elmbler you can also find our regular co uh, our regular host, LeGrand Jolly, is at LeGrand, L-E-G-R-A-N-D-E. He actually did set up that stupid uh, on-the-couch Twitter account, so you can find him there. I don't know. Let him, <laughs> you, su- surprise him. Send him a message there. Our fourth man, Jared Red i you can find him at R E D underscore I. And as I've mentioned a few times, we're doing Joystick July, and I think this coming week we're going to be playing some Elite Dangerous. So come play with your joystick with us, and we'll have a good old time together um, if you uh, would like to find us out on the web well, you can find us you can find us at gamebyteshow.com our website where you can find the back catalog of all of our podcasts a link to our discord server where we're always hanging out in there uh, come join us and then of course uh, twitch.tv slash gamebyteshow and youtube.com slash gamebyteshow and uh, as we are want to do we'll be back before too long with a second episode weekly we're going to be at the top of the week talking to you about the news new releases and a special topic of discussion but as for this episode we're now done and uh, I'm until next time, folks, uh, thank you so much, and we'll see you next time.
1: Be seeing you.